Now, here we go, folks. This is uh, welcome to Tales from the Abyss. This is part two of Dallas, the TV show reviews between me and my co-host for the evening, Jimmy. I should have a show on the Weather Channel, Tips. Jimmy Tips, welcome to Tales from the Abyss. As we had been discussing Dallas, the show, and we were discussing all the conniving things that JR has done to people throughout the years. Man, do, do you remember the closing down of Ewing 23? Yes, because of the, uh, it was a burning. Was it a fire? Was that the one with the fire or the explosion? No, 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 no. Cliff Barnes had discovered some information that, that Jock and Digger and Jason opened up Ewing 23 together. That was their first one. Yeah, making them all equal partners. Yes. And and, and Cliff goes to JR's office and, and shows it to Bobby and JR. And, you know, you know it, it's legal. You know, he could, you know, you know, Bobby, I'm a lawyer. Of course, it's legal. And JR looks at it as well. It's, uh, you know, Bobby, you've made your brother in law a very wealthy man. <laughs> and and, he, and he, he, he said, well, let's have a drink. And Bobby's like, because he's at odds with Cliff at this stage in their, in their relationship. He says, no, I'm particularly who I drink with. He leaves the office. And my, and Jared says, uh, Cliff, don't run off. Gives him a drink. And he's looking at the paperwork. He says, well, you know, man, this, this, you're a pretty wealthy man now. So he calls up, you know, the, the foreman. He says, uh, Harry Owens, please. That's one thing I love about that. Everybody had a perfect name. You know, Harry Owens, please. Yeah, they work on those yeah, names. Yeah, 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 you know, Harv Smithfield, you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Ewan, and uh, Harry, um, Never like the first stun that he pulled was when he tried to say that uh, that uh, John Ross was his kid. Well, I don't know if it was a stunt. He, he, he was having an affair, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fight, thought you know, he yeah, thought, was, but you know, he could have handled it a little bit more private. Instead, he was showboating about it. But the character doesn't do that. I know, the, I the know. By the emotion, and maybe the MSG, maybe the MSG from all the Chinese food he was eating. Yeah, he's doing the math. 
But don't you know, honey, when you went to, you went to Austin for that lobby meeting, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's how it went down. Larry Hagman, I would I would go out on a limb and said that Larry Hagman for me, he is what Darth Vader, the impact that Darth Vader had as a villain for uh, sci-fi. This man is for uh, soap dramas. Yeah, like he's just I mean his his cowboy hat or western hat is in the Smithsonian. He couldn't. He said yeah. at one point after Jr. got shot. He was in London, England, living. His mother was there, too. And the royal family, members of the royal family, summoned him after a play that they were at and asked him who shot J.R. He said, he said I don't oh, know yeah. because I was never told. Like, that's how deep this was. This was when they shot J.R., it was so intense that 330, this is the number, but it could be more than that. Remember, people used to gather in front of their TV on Friday night. But oh, yeah. It is believed 330 million people on 60-some countries tune in to find out what was going on with J.R. Yeah. getting shot. Yeah. Oh, but you, 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 you see, man, but during that time period, you know, the, the, the world was different then. Sure, sure. You know, it, it's, it's something that just captivated everyone's imagination, and you, you just wanted to know, man, what, what, what happened And and you really and it and the way it was written, Pat, it really could have been any one of those suspects. Really he had he had I mean he had members of the oil cartel after him, upset yeah. at him, not after him, but upset at him. Cliff Barnes was mad at him. Sue Ellen looked like she was uh, about to uh, cap his ass too. 
Like, I mean, the doors were open for so many people that you did, you really didn't know. Oh, yeah. They, they even thought uh, maybe Peter did it. Remember, Peter gets a phone call. And he doesn't answer the phone. He, he snatches the phone wall and throws it against the wall. That's he, right. He, he, that's he, right. Who would have known that it was, it was his damn um, you know, sister-in-law? Which uh, <laughs> is uh, Bing Crosby's daughter. He actually gave yeah. her. He actually walked her to the altar when she got married because her his mama worked with Bing Crosby. Oh yeah, yeah. All those people are close. Yeah, that, that's why there's such great uh, chemistry. Like there was a scene that's on YouTube. I think it might be called like the Dallas Uncut Moments or something like that. But somewhere on YouTube, and it's um, Pamela walking into a room and Bobby's there, and and you know. I, Pamela's always so soft-spoken, you know. And, I, you know, these, these are bloopers, you know. And she says, Bobby, what the fuck are you doing? And everybody just starts laughing. <laughs> oh, because she actually used profanity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, man. But, yeah, it, it, you know, it's like an actual scene. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, 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 yeah, and Bobby, what the fuck are you doing? And, and everyone just starts busting out laughing because she's got this look on her face and she couldn't hold it. Oh yeah, um, those bloopers are just great, and they did one where everybody took a, everyone shot Jr. You know, because Jr.'s mother was famous for being in, um, in Peter Pan. Yes. You know, playing Peter Pan. Yes. So, so they so they show Sue Ellen shooting him. Take that! Take that! Take that! Peter Pan's son. It's on YouTube somewhere, but yeah, everyone took a, a shot at uh, shooting Jr. So he gets back at everybody. He's got his vest on, and when he starts drinking, he, he you know, a is coming out like eight different locations. Oh, he's got a special vest on. <laughs> yeah, he's got special, you know, just, anyway, you look at it, and you're like, oh my God, you see why the, you look at those bloopers, Patty, you see why the show was so successful, because this was, this was a family. I mean, over, over 1,800 people appeared on Dallas, you know, and I don't know if you know the name of the most famous person that probably became... Bigger than JR in terms of the movies. Do you know who that is that, that played on Dallas? That played on Dallas? Yeah, that's who, a trivia question for you. Who was bigger than, than Larry Hagman? Yeah, today he is bigger than Peace. I would say he's bigger than Larry Hagman, but he was on Dallas. And he's famous today? Yes, sir. No, I don't. You got me on that one because I don't know. I thought you were going to say. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say. Remember Charlie? Yes. Remember Charlie, uh, Jenna Wade's daughter? Yes, Charlie, Jenna well, Wade. Yeah, yeah. I, I Priscilla Presley. At this part, yeah. Uh, uh, Jenna Wade had married Ray Krabs. And they're looking for Charlie. And what the hell, what's going on with Charlie? They find Charlie in the barn making out with a boy. Oh, boy. And they show his face, and the boy is Brad Pitt. Okay, because Brad Pitt was always uh, doing, uh, since he was very young, he was always in all kinds yeah. of uh, TV shows and yeah, movies. Like, yeah, you know, like a 13, 14-year-old kid. You know, sure, sure. Out, you wow. Know, like, oh, my God. Brad Pitt was on, was, was on Dallas. Because you see, the original Jenna Wade was Morgan Fairchild. And then and then she left, and, and Priscilla Presley, when they brought the character back, they, they, you know, they, they uh, cast you think Priscilla Presley wanted to be on that show? Be I don't. Well, she remarried, so I don't know how much of Elvis money she still has. I'm pretty sure it's a lot. Well, I mean, I I, I like the storyline with her and, and Bobby. 
you know, he had a girlfriend before Pam, and yeah. there was there was there was still something there, but it wasn't not, nothing nothing that could rival his relationship with with Pamela. With Pam, but he, you know, he had a previous girlfriend, you know, and, and she she didn't she was trying to come back into his life because her father owned the ranch up the street from them. Yes. So she she was kind of you know Texas royalty herself. She kind of fit in with the Ewans. Even Jr. liked her. You know, he, he liked her a lot. So, cause he, cause she wasn't a threat to him. Yeah, she wasn't you know, a barn. Yeah, she, she was a good. Yeah, she was a good uh, protagonist for, uh, for Pam. Now let me ask you something. You know, the the little girl, her daughter in the show, the one that was kissing Brad Pitt, um, mm-hmm. was that Ray Ray's uh, daughter that they had an affair years ago? Well, no, 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 no. Um, that was Jenna's daughter, uh, but. When she came back to Dallas, the the rumor was that Charlie was Bobby's child. Okay. And it turns out that was not Bobby's child. It was some guy named Marcello. And Ma- he, got, he ended up getting killed. Marchetta, Marchetta. They got killed by a hitman. Marchetta, Marchetta, yeah. Yeah, he got, he got killed. But that was that was his child. So okay. So they kind of put the rest. Okay. You know, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm glad they kind of put, they, they put that, that storyline to rest. But the problem was, now, you know, generally it does have a child. Know, for, for Bobby, you know. Oh, she did. And, you know, yeah, remember she had the little boy. I don't remember and, that. And, I would have to go back yeah, and look Pam, at that. Yeah, Pam finds out about it right as they're about to get married. She hears that. Oh my God, Jenna, that the child is for Bobby. You know that she's that you know that she's you know Jenna Wade is pregnant with Bobby's child and they're about to get married. Now she doesn't know and he. You know, Bobby talks to her, and the two of them, they get married, but now it's hanging over them. You know, the child was born. And, sure. Um, trying, I'm trying to think of that child's name on that shit. Uh, I think they named the child after her father, and I can't remember her father's name on there. You know, Lucas. Lucas Wade. They named the child they, after, after Jenna Wade's father. Her, the child's name was Lucas. You know, so that storyline was on there. And that's, that's when, to me, the, the series just started going down, because then you had Callie... And, you know, she hooks up with J.R. That would never happen. And, you know, he looked, and then when she got together with him, he looked too old, you know, to be with her. That's what, that's what aged him. Uh-huh. You know, like, no, J.R. would never marry someone like a Cali. He would, you know, do what he did, have, you know, have a little fun and, yeah. and move on. But, he right. would, but the character would never marry, never marry someone like her, you know. That's why, you know, you and I were talking about, you know, about Pamela uh, a while back. And you say she did nothing for you, but to me, Pamela and and, and Sue Ellen, yeah, they were not you know uh, New York knockouts, but they were strong women and they were pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't just eye candy. They, there was a lot more to them than just 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 the, the visual, you know, uh-huh. the physical. You know, and I, I just thought they were just two good characters. No, but I believe and Andy Winger, Linda you know, Day is a great actress. I mean, what she did no, in that no, no, show. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but let me ask you something. Amanda Wenger could never be her, could never be Jr.'s wife. No, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not, you know, trashing her, but it's just, no. just, he would never, you know, at, at his level, he has to have a certain type of woman with him, and, and same thing for Bobby. Yeah, I think at that point, they were changing writers, and everything had gotten so big. It was like, like they were getting the money because people were still tuning in, but it was done. It was yeah, over. that's right. That's but right. let me ask you something, Victoria Principle. See if you know because I, I haven't been able to find anything, anybody that confirmed this to me. But Victoria Principle, she told them, "I'm leaving." Two seasons before she left, 
She says that they offer her to become the highest paid woman in the history of television, but she still had wanted nothing to do with it and she was gone. When this took place, they kill her. She died of pancreatic cancer, getting an operation somewhere in India, in the operating table, in the show. That's what it said on the show, that she died like that. Could they have not sent her on her way, hoping that she would come back? Like, they, they really didn't care much for her. Was it the people behind the show that perhaps uh, the new writers, they just said, ah, the hell with her. We're, she's gone. We'll move on. Yeah, she's been there since the, since the first show. This is the first episode. But it's but it's but it's kind of like in, in pro wrestling. Uh, how can I how can I miss you if you never leave? You know, sure. like <laughs> sure, sure. When when Junkyard Dog you know, first left, you know, uh, Mid South and it's went out. and went up there to to Vince McMahon's, you know, WWF Cartoon Land. You know, he was missed. You know, oh God, you you, you wanted JR, you know, you want you wanted JYD back. You know. Yeah. And, and had he come back a year later, he'd have been strong and ever, you know, but he didn't. He got, you know, he, he got fat and this, that, and the other. Yeah. So, so, you know, she may have, she may very well have made some demands. Uh-huh. And I don't know if they approached her, but, you know, you're going to be the highest people. I, I don't know about all of that. But yeah. that, there's probably a grain of truth to that. But I think the people that took over, you see, new writers, as you mentioned, They just say we, we're going to move on with, without her because yeah. her storyline became stupid. I mean, you know, this crazy ass accident, and then she she she's in the hospital, wrapped from head to toe, you know. And then all of a sudden, she decides to leave. That was it. That was their way of saying goodbye to her forever, basically. Yeah, yeah. Now she's now she's in Singapore or whatever, trying to you know just oh my god, it really they just kind of buried her big time, you know, because if they wanted to, she could have had a miraculous recovery. And had this, uh, you know, surgery with Dr. Chin that you were telling me about. Dr. Cool. What was the doctor you was watching one episode? The, the, the Asian doctor was looking for Mark Grayson. Doctor, and they gave him one of those racial names. Dr. Chin. Dr. Chin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, but I mean, anyway, she, you know, she could have, you know, so I could have Dr. Chin and all of a sudden they, you know, they get her back together. You know, I mean, if they want to do all of that. But I think, I think at that point after... You gotta realize, Jock has been there for a couple of years. They yes. try to bring they they try to bring Jock back, which I, I really enjoy that storyline. That 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 uh, Wes uh, Parmley. Oh, hey, West Par- uh, yeah, West Parmley. Yeah, uh, West Parmley. Let me ask you something: Is the the man who's playing that role was he the one, or he looks like the guy that was uh with Clint Eastwood in any which way but loose? Oh, you you might be. T- uh, Yeah, it looks like him. Yeah, no, no, that's that's William Smithers. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. He's a guy that, that guy, I remember him because he played a rich man, poor man, as Falcon Eddie. He was the bad guy in that series. Well, he looked like a tough, he he can play a tough guy. Yes. 
at all. They're gonna just add Punk Anderson. Punk Anderson looks exactly like you know, like John Ewing to me. He you know, did. Twin you know, twin sons are different mothers. You know, but I think after they went through all that stuff with Jock being dead and you know West Palmley pretending to be him and all that kind of stuff, I just think you know. Then they had the dream season. I think you know bringing back Pam was just beyond reach at that point. So, you know, we, we've been there, we've done that, you know, this thing, where is this, this thing is going off the rails quickly. So, yeah, you just, you know, let her go to Singapore and she, she dies on the operating table, whatever, and that, that's the end of that, you know, which was a, you know, silly ass storyline. But I think that, I think they made the right decision when they, when they, when they did that. But the problem was, though, Pat, so you can't, you can't create chemistry. You see that all the time in professional football. You know, you, you know, you can't make it up. You can't make people like each other. And everybody they put Bobby with, it didn't work. You know, um, I'm trying to think of the guy. His name is Steve the- Steve Forrest. That sounds right. That that's sounds that's right. what's no. I I just I, I just checked it out. I just yeah yeah yeah. You know yeah. He, 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 I, I just you know just just a good actor. Like, but you know they just it, it was too much at that point. Ray you know, was you know, Ray just, Ray was bonding with him. Or he wanted to believe. He's like, man, that's my papa. Yeah. JR didn't want nothing to do with him. Yeah. And I think uh, Ellie and Clayton Farlow, that was a real marriage in terms of, you know, the in other words, the people believed it because the way it was built. Yeah, they built that thing so. Yeah. Because there's this one episode where Clayton comes over to dinner. And she says, sit down, Clayton. He sits down at the head of the table where Jock used to sit. And like, oh, my God, you can see that. You can feel that temperature go down 10 degrees, you know. So, you know, that, that was a slow build. And then she marries him. You know, I, I think the bringing the guy back, like, oh, shit, you know. It was, yeah. it was just too much. When they so removed I, the I painting, he, they removed the painting. Remember the painting when the Jock, Jock Ewing's painting, yeah. it went from the uh, from South Fork. It went to Ewing Oil. Yes. And then they were being threatened by uh, by Cliff Barn. And the knees yeah. to take over. And JR says, Papa's painting was here just a few weeks ago. Now it's sitting yeah. in Ewing Oil. And now that's his yeah. last resting place. And we're about to lose that too. Lose it, yeah. And that was a shitty scene when they, when, they, when, um, when Ellie took the picture down and, and, and said, this, this you know, painting belongs at Ewing Oil. Because that was Donna Reed's character doing that. You know? Yeah, well, Bobby, Bobby was, yeah, yeah. was going to do it once, drunk. I mean, he was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, having yeah, a few beers. Yeah, yeah, don't you touch that painting. <laughs> yeah, that boy we'll, love his we'll, daddy. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let, we'll let mama decide, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, then, and, and, you know, and, and when, he, and when, when, when Jock passed on, JR's, the way they wrote for JR, I thought that was brilliant. Because that was, that was the only time that you've ever seen him truly defeated. Oh, absolutely. After he had that three-day beard and, 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 and Bobby comes into his room and he says, Bob, I thought your, 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 your room was down the hall. You know, and Bobby snatches him and, you know, makes him look at himself in the mirror. You know, because that you would expect that character to have that reaction to his father. Because everything GR is doing, he's doing for Jock. Oh, he loved Jock. He want, yeah, he, but, he, but you see, yeah, he wants the company, but he wants it, he wants he wants to have Jock's blessing that, to have that company. And and if he gets it any other way, he's not satisfied. He wants Jock, you know, he's doing all this stuff to impress his dad. Yep. And now the dad is gone. And it's perfectly, you know, normal for that character to feel, well, shit, why am I living? You know, what the hell, what, what is all this about? 
you know, and when he snaps out of it, you know, and I'm back, Daddy. He's like, oh, my God, you know, you, now, you, see, now, now he's got a reason to go home. Yeah. Now, now we've got, see, now we've got a series again. See, it's like in football. You know, the one team is down 21 to 3, and all of a sudden they get a, they get a touchdown. Then, then they, you know, they, they, they get an interception. Okay, so we got a game now. See, we got we got a game now, and to me that was the that that was the the zenith of that particular series is when when they were fighting over you and all. That was but what a season because you had everybody involved in this thing. Everybody, everybody was involved. Everybody, everybody was wrapped up to this thing, man. You know, but you know you got the mother. I must break Jock's will. You know, <laughs> she's and then Gerard and, and Bobby. They're on opposite sides of the court, but they come together to fight the mother. You know, so you got you've got all of this stuff going on, man. It, it destroys Bobby's marriage. You know, oh my god, you know, it's just like, man, you know, shit. It was just so compelling, man. That boy, I miss those old days. That because yeah. it was week to week. You know, you had you, know, you, you, well, you didn't want to miss a week when that was going on because there was always something revolving around that company. Well, you didn't. But at the end of the day. You know, but at the end of the day, it's just like any other sh- any other successful show. It's about family, man. When you yeah. really think about it, and we're family. Sanford and, and Son was a family show. Family show, out. yeah. All in the family. It's yes. a family show, you know. There was a time where, in our era, I mean, if if we had lucky, we were lucky, we could get a BCR and record the show. But for the most part, I mean, if you didn't sit there on a Friday night and watch this, you you weren't going to watch it. The only time that I can recall that the show was repeated twice was when JR was shot because they couldn't control the people calling and wanting, it, and wanting another shot at it. So they repeated on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. The same show had to be shown twice because, you know, once again, back then they didn't have a on demand or none of the stuff that we have now where we can press a button and get the show that was yesterday or two hours ago. And, uh, well, yeah. Well, you're kind of wrong about that because I, I remember uh, one of the neighbor's kids, um, he would um, come to school the next day and talk about how he looked at all these shows over and over again. His family had a VCR. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. If you had a VCR, you could. <laughs> yeah, 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 but not many people had them. No, no. 78, 79, but they, they were real expensive. Very expensive. And I, and I I hated that kid because he could look at things. Oh my God! You son of a bitch! Oh my God! In other words, if you you watched it when it came on and that was it, you didn't see it again unless you, you know caught uh, some reruns or something. Yeah. Like that. But, you know, but that's why I didn't like when they brought the series back on TNT because you know the people were, were so old at that point, and you know the world is different now. I mean, you know, you got so much competing you know shows on TV that. That's just not gonna. It's, it's not gonna, you know, hold your um, imagination long because everybody wants to know everything right away. I mean, good lord, Dallas would go off the air the first week of May or whatever, and you didn't see it again until September. Yes. Yeah, you know, and that that TV was back in those days, and you just you look at the summer reruns and you did whatever, and you know, hell, when it started getting cool again, okay, school is back in session. You know, hey, man, let's check this thing. Out. But yeah, you can't do that today. Everybody wants to binge everything and stuff, you know, so. You got to release yeah, it all yeah. at once. Yeah, but but who was your uh, your favorite female character in, in that show? Who did, who did you uh, get excited about? Oh, Lucy and Sly. Yeah, I like Sly too. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was something about I I like a lot of the uh, the the, 
peripheral character. Yes. You know, Vaughn Leland. You know, I like him. You know, because these guys had names that sound like Texas names, you know. Uh, Mary Lee Stoner. <laughs> Mary Lee yeah, Stone. Well, she wasn't about shit. Her husband committed suicide, and Gerald was behind that because yeah. he bankrupted the man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, you know, you know, the, you know, the cartel and, and, and Brad. What was it? I can't think of him. Uh, 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 what was his name? Vernon Lee or Vernon Jordan? Vernon, you know, Jordan. 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 Jordan Lee. Jordan Lee. <laughs> you know, you know they, they look like people who couldn't really find a they ass with both hands. But for whatever reason, they had some money. You know, Kristen was blackmailing him, and he was giving her the two thousand dollars a month. That's right. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? But they were, <laughs> the old man but they called themselves the cartel. But they were they were two big players. In other words, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. They, for whatever reason, they had they had they had some. And you, you come across people like that in real life. They don't know a damn thing, but they've got some money. Well, you know, and, and you know, and, you know, but but Gerald would would use them too. You know, but just all those type of characters, I was always intrigued by those guys, you know. And uh, it's like, man, but just just, just great, great writing uh, to create those type of characters because they all looked the part, you know. You know, you know, Mary Lee looked like somebody that had some money, you know, and she'll fuck whoever she wants to fuck to get to get ahead or whatever, you know. And she Life. had nothing going on, you know. So GR, he can manipulate people like that to, you know, to, to, to his liking. Like, he wrote a contract with them. That they had to make a, uh, they had to do something. There was some type of stipulation, and when when Bobby uh, was, you know, when they, when they were fighting for the company, boy, Bobby pulled up those documents. He says, "Boy, Jr., you know how to write a contract." And sure enough, he goes. To the, Bobby goes to the cartel and says, "Listen, you guys, this is in this contract. If you don't do it, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to take action." So, Bobby, you can. Well, we're all friends with your daddy, Bobby. <laughs> you know, this is in other words. I don't know if you've ever watched a show um, called uh, Empire. It's, it's, a, it's a black show. With I, wa- I watch. I watch Empire all the way to the um, to the uh, like like the third or fourth season. I didn't continue watching it, but a big shout out to uh, if he's listening. I'm pretty sure he's listening to Juicy Smollett and the rest of the MAGA uh, in Juicy, Chicago. Juicy. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my point is okay. Those characters on there. You know, Terrence Howard owns the company. His, his sons are part of the company. But sure. Anyway, in, in, in real life, Pat, which one of those people would you hire to run your company in real life? See, which one would you hire? The answer is none because they're all dysfunctional. Yeah, because I would say yeah. the o- the oldest one, but then he started having mental breakdowns. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which one would you hire? See, so, you know, as with, as with Dallas or, or, or Dynasty, I wouldn't have any problems hiring a JR or a Bobby. No, you know, you know, you know JR would do some sneaky shit, but he's going to make you money. In other words, you know, they, 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 they came off as, as legitimate. They, they, were, they were not dysfunctional. JR knew who the hell he was, and he could make you some money if you did shit his way. You know, and that's what I like about that show. You, you live vicariously through those people. Because you, but you, because you could see the power and, and the way they wield and deal and all that kind of stuff. You, you know? remember going and back when, to a, that great season where they were both fighting for you and oil because of the daddy's mm-hmm. will. That was the only time that Bobby had ever done something shady. And he, the Patrick Duffy, such a great actor that even when he did it, you could see the expression in his face how it bothered him, it burned him that he had what, to set what, up that man that, with a prostitute. But that's what I told you. 
told you when we talked about this the first time in part one is that the guy, he, he kept his morals, even though he was in the world of all this immorality going on around him, you know, because he was, Bobby was good at running you and all, and he liked running you and all, but he didn't like all the bullshit that his brother was doing and, and tossing his way and stuff, but he didn't like all that kind of foolishness. That's why Gary left. See, Gary didn't have the intestinal fortitude to, to, to deal with a JR. He couldn't take it. Yeah. That's why they rolled him out. No, he just he just didn't have he didn't have the backbone. And he went you know, and he went and got in, in, got into drugs. And Jock didn't like him. Yeah, yeah, he, like, exactly. You know that was his son, but he but he, he he didn't like him. And Bobby, you know, Bobby was the guy. You know, they were how would they run the business? The, the three Bs, uh, booze, broads, and, and bribes. And that's what Bobby did for the company. See, uh-huh. Bobby was on the road. You know, he was a, he was a little whore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he was out there, he was out there, you know, drinking with the guys, robbing, you know, with, with the women, all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, he meets the love of his life. And Bobby was uh Bobby was so intelligent that even when remember Gosler when Gosler showed up and Pam told him Gosler is using you how about the deal in, in Mississippi or Louisiana and how about the deal in Nevada or Colorado or something and Bobby said I know but who am I to break him down after he lifted me up when I needed him yeah that well, was he crazy huh yeah, like he knew that he was being played, but he said he wanted him to have that feeling of being on top of things. But you see, man, but 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 you know that's that. But you see, that these things are all a reflection of life. It's like I tell you a real quick story because I know we're running out of time, and I talk so damn much. <laughs> you know, my, my cousin in Tampa, Florida, he's he's a he's a physician and a lawyer. Okay, and I that's why I said this was maybe maybe twenty twenty five years ago. Uh, his best friend, they were both. You know, going to be doctors. You know, he knew the guy since they were like ten years old. Okay, they grew up together and stuff. You know, but you know, the guy didn't make it. You know, and then he ended up, you know, with this girl and had all kinds of problems. And every long story short, you know, the guy committed suicide. And when he committed suicide, my my cousin happened to be, you know, because he, he moved to Tampa when he finished school and everything. And he happened to be in New Orleans, you know, when all this happened. I said, oh, my God. I said, so I said you know, you want me to come over there and be with you? So I, I went over there, and, and the guy that committed suicide, his brother, you know, was, was left behind and, you know, couldn't believe this shit, you know? And and I and I felt sorry for what had happened, but from everything he had told me about the guy, I was like, how, how could you guys be friends? You know what I'm Not that one person is better than another. Don't, don't misread what I'm trying to say. But, you know, you, you know, you're a doctor now. You've got all this, and he didn't make it, and, you know, but he had that soft spot for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what Bobby had for, that's what Bobby had for this particular guy. For Gosler. For Gosler, yeah. Right. How, you know, like, and he, as eloquent as he put it, how am I? You know, you know what I'm saying? After all he did for me. And we all have people like that in our lives. You know? You know, it's, it's, it's just, a, just a well-written show all the way around from, from, from top to bottom. I don't think there was, there was any, uh, um, there wasn't any unnecessary storylines. No. You know what I'm saying? You know what Everything kind of tied in. There wasn't anything, you oh, know, I don't want to see this. No, I'm going I'm to skip to it. When I watched Dallas, Pat, I watched it from beginning to end. Even the, even the silly stuff with, with, with Ray Krabs and Donna. Maybe that was the one soft spot, but you could just tell they were not meant for each other. No, I never like I never liked Donna. Like I, you know, when Bobby got shot, she went and took over, and then when Bobby right. came back, 
What's the first thing that she says when she's in South Fork before, you know, their, their family tradition is to dress up and go to dinner at seven. They get together around six to have a few drinks on the uh, gazebo or whatever that thing is called, that room that they got over there, the living room that, that they have. And uh, the first thing that she said is, I bought an oil, an oil, uh, some kind of oil company that she purchased. I'm like, I'm like, you were there taking care of Bobby stuff and talking about integrity and being, even JR called her out. She, he's like, you're a member of the board. How are you going to surf and regulate and be a, 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 in the oil business? Oh, yeah. He yeah, was all over right. that. But you're, you're right. And, and, you're, and you're, even with those one-liners, which is always right on time, he says, it's, he says, it's always good to have you and blood in your veins, no matter how it gets there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's when they found out about Ray Kraft. You know, he said that's all. You know, then when, you know, when they, and then when they gave Jr. another son, uh, his, his, you know, his son didn't didn't like the boy. Uh-huh. You know, and Jr. just takes him, you know, poolside and just, you know, says, "Man, listen, I know how you feel." He says, "But you know." When I, when Bobby and I found out that Ray Krebs was our brother, he became thicker than thieves. I mean, lying his ass off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to get his, to get his son to accept the, the you know, the older son and stuff. But it was just a, you know, you know he's just saying, yeah, I understand some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we found out Ray was our brother, and, you know, we're, we're thicker than thieves. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. It was just so fun. Yeah, like when his son, when Sue Ellen messed up and the boy had an appendix rupture and he ended up in the hospital and JR flipped out of Sue Ellen and Sue Ellen started drinking again and he's visiting the boy at the hospital and he's like, he's like, mommy's acting kind of, kind of different and JR says, uh, talking to the boy and the boy said, you think it's because mommy's tired? JR says, yes, mommy's very tired and mommy may have to go somewhere far away and rest for a while. <laughs> that was oh, so yeah. crazy. She, she, yeah, but she was the quintessential, uh, you know, the, the, the baby face on that show. Sue Ellen. Because was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he, he, kept, he kept breaking her over and over again. Oh, yeah, he broke her. He broke her. You know, oh, my God. You know, and I'm saying, it, it just lost a lot of thump when she came out of all of that and she became a woman. She gets, you know, I think she got married to Don, Don Lockhart or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, yeah, and before that she was dating another young guy, and you know, never, it just, it just, it ran its course, but to me, by, by by season nine. Yeah, no, definitely, just, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you know, because like, they, you know, uh, she, I think in one of the cliffhangers, she shoots Jr. Yes, they, yes. They go to, they go to this apartment. Uh-huh. And he gets into a fight with Nicholas Pierce, which is Sue Ellen's lover. Lover, uh-huh. And they're both wearing blue suits. And then he, you know, you see this body falling over. You think, oh, God, JR is dead. But it was him. It was, him. Him. It was, uh, it was the lover. JR picks up, yeah, JR picks, you know, so Sue Ellen picks up the gun. She shoots him. That's the cliffhanger. I'm like, oh, my God, we've seen all this before. They, they, they just, they ran out of steam. And, and they were, they were going on things because it's still, I mean, and I will tell you, I, I watched. Even during those times, you know, I know yeah. it, was, it was it was towards the end, and you know, Jr. going into the uh, insane asylum to get to, to get uh, Clayton's uh, sister sign some paperwork, and then he gets stuck there. You know, like they don't know. Yeah, that one flew. It was one flew over the cuckoo's nest. What they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, that, and that was so silly, you know. So, but but I but 
I still watch, man. I, I was just a loyal fan of the show. And Larry Hagman so, didn't care because at that point, I think he was making two fifty an episode. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he cared. I mean, it's, it's, it's their legacy, you know. But I just, I just think once, uh, and then they tried to go young with the young girl, the girl who was the chick, Michelle, that was April Stevens' sister or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and just. You know, but when they got younger like that, but those people, they, they were young and they were a good eye candy, but they didn't have any substance. No. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they had no substance to them. It's just like, no, this doesn't it's make like, any sense. I don't know what it is, you but know? it's like actors of today. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. When Lauren, I don't know if you, you know who Lauren Bacall is? Humphrey Bogart's oh, first God. wife? Oh, God. Every time that woman comes in the screen when she's young and stuff. Like, that lady gives me chest pains. Like, my blood pressure go up. Like, I see, like, if that broad was in a bar and I walk in there somewhere, I'll be making a run at that woman and telling her whatever story she wants to listen. Oh, my God. She yeah. drives me crazy every time I see her. Well, she's the one that got Harry Truman in trouble. Who, uh, she Lauren Bacall? Yeah, yeah, there's a famous picture. He's, uh, you know, he's, you know he's, he was the president, you know, but he's, mm. he's, he's at some place and he's playing the piano and she's on top of the piano with those nice, pretty legs. I don't you know. know. It's the mean, eyes and the lips is what what she yeah, gets me with. Yeah, but someone took a picture, you know. Uh-huh. Like, oh, what's the president doing? So it's like, you know, it was just it was big news back in those days. You but, know that woman even yeah. did. She even did vocals for uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Bacall was up. She was was something else. Oh man. my she, god. You know, she kind of you know. Speaking of her, that's who the character Leslie Stewart kind of reminded me of. You know, had, had that grace about her. Uh huh. But something happened, they, they, remember she was recording all these conversations with JR. And they just, they just dropped the angle. Kind of, kind of like the way they dropped the angle with Baby Doll, they had these pictures of Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> remember, remember they just, remember they just dropped it? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but they, 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 they just wrote Leslie Stewart out altogether, so I don't know what happened. Maybe a writer walked out of the show. I mean, I'm telling you, they had, towards the end, they just couldn't get, like, Like, I don't know, maybe they were paying the actors so much that they had to cut corners with the writing. But, I don't know, man. you know, like you said, the show had, had had taken, had run its course. And the final episode just upset me and upset me. I was like, JR, this is your life. And it's this devil, fictional character that is showing... Who was the guy that played this? Who was the guy that... Oh, he was no angel. He reminded him, I ain't no angel. I never said I was an angel. He, that's the first thing that he, that's the last thing that he tells I, him. I, to was, was it Joe Gray? I think so. Yeah, he was, he was in the final episode. He was like, oh my God, you know, please, man, please. Yeah, and I was so silly. But, but at the same time, I, I thought that kind of had the proper ending that, you know, JR's upset about his life and blah, yeah, you know, once you get past all that foolishness, but he, he's at, he's at South Fork and he, he goes upstairs and then, you know, the, the gun goes off. You know, because, you, know, you know, things come full circle. All the shit he did to people. Yeah. And it was kind of like a poetic, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like poetic justice thing if he, if he did himself and after all he did, you know, throughout his life. But, you know, but in reality, you know, the gun just went off or whatever. But so, then they bring him, they bring, they bring it back. And it turned out that on the movie, on the uh, the return of Jr., they show him that what he did was that he uh, he shot the um, the, the the mirror. Well, yeah, yeah, he passes out or whatever, and you know, so, you know, but but the season finale is that, and a little trivia about that. 
Bobby Ewan, I mean, he comes, you know, he, he runs upstairs, he hears the shot, and he looks. And when he, in that scene, he is wearing the exact same jacket that he wore in the miniseries in the opening scene. Yes, yes. Now, did you know that? I noticed that, yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, he's, he's wearing the exact same, someone found that jacket, they put this on when you come in, and this would be, you know, like, oh my God, man, but... You know, I just thought that it would have come full circle. It's kind of like if you ever watched The Sopranos, you know. And what I think happened was all the stuff that Tony did, so you wasn't supposed to see this world, you know, because it's mafia. Mm -hmm. So Tony gets whacked, but you're not allowed to see it. That's why it goes, you know, in other words, it's telling you that you're not going to see this. Well, he got it in the end, but you're not going to see him get it in the end. Yeah, It was cleverly written. You know, that all the stuff he did, it, you know, don't stop believing. And it, it came back on him, but you're not going to see it because you're not supposed to see any of this. This is this is mob stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, now people got, you know, how they're upset because, you know, we like, we like, we, we, we like endings. We like things that, you know, that, that, have, that have a nice bore it when it's all finished, but life doesn't always work that way. No, and I, I don't, I personally, I don't like, I, I didn't like the ending of Dallas on this one, but I'm glad that they brought the movies again, and I haven't, oh, I haven't yeah, watched the movies in well, years. You know, yeah, but you, but you knew they were going to do that path because of the success of the show. It, yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, one of my favorite shows on HBO, it was called Sex in the City. Mm, I, ne- yeah. I, I, ne- I didn't watch that. I ne- I ne- no, it was, a, it was a great show, and, and anyway, the, 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 the love story between, um, a Carrie and a guy named Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. And they, you never found out Big's name throughout the whole series, okay? And and they're at a cocktail party. And, oh, hi, Carrie. Um, oh, I'm here with Mr. And all of a sudden, someone spilled a drink. You never knew the guy's name, okay? But so he was called Mr. Big. That's what her, her girlfriends were calling him. So that became his nickname. Uh-huh. Well, in the last scene of that show, She's walking down the street because, you know, she, he had married somebody else and then, she, you know, she was with different guys. And anyway, they find their way back to each other. You know, it's just a, you know, love story in the end. And she's walking down the street in New York City. Her cell phone goes off. They show you the cell phone. And it's, it reads John. And she presses the button. Hello, lover. And he says, I, I sold the house. And, you know, and that was a, that was a perfect ending. for you know, you know his name now. They're going to be a couple, blah, 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 blah. But they had to bring it back and make two movies because of the popularity. So I understood why they did it. Also, they actually they actually made a movie of this show. Oh yeah! Oh, mm. it was a very popular series, man. If, you, if you're a single guy and, and dating, you need to watch that series because it shows you how to date. You know, there was four women with their their stories of dating men. It was just it was just hilarious. Oh no, I never seen. But, it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So they but but that ending was not good enough for people. They wanted more. So they made a movie, and then they followed up with another movie. And I don't blame them, Pat, because there was there was so much money to be made. You understand? Yeah. The only you one know, that, that I watched, the last thing that I watched on HBO that I paid because I wanted to watch it was True Blood. I was obsessed with that show. Now, you see, I didn't get into that one. That was... I, I, think, um, I, I think I will watch... I, I think Oz was still coming on. Because I know oh, that city had ended. And I was watching Sopranos, and I and I think True Blood came on, you know, right after. I just I couldn't get into it, but I, I had my fix from watching, you know, uh, Oz and Sex in the City and Sopranos. No, I, I watched Oz. Kind of I watched the whole the whole series of Oz. Okay, okay, I, yeah, see, I, I, Oz was great too. Oh but yeah. I, but I never I never watched True Blood, even though 
think I think I, I had I had a, I was biased because I'm from Louisiana. Okay. And I hate when it makes I hate when it makes stuff you know where I'm from because the accents never the same and doesn't make any sense and it's, <laughs> all this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. All this, you know, just like someone I have an opinion of people from um, Kentucky is all you know people with overalls and yeah. you know with a, with a corn pipe on and that and that's nothing like that. But that's that's yeah. the image I have. Of, like, and if you Kentucky. travel over there, it's just well dressed. Especially if you go to the city in Kentucky, it's well dressed, well educated people, and right. But I'm saying, but yeah, but we get these stereotypes from from the yeah. media or whatever. So that's, yeah. you know, so yeah, so that's why I think I didn't get the true bloods because I'm like, no, I don't think they. I don't recall. I grew up in Louisiana. I don't recall seeing any vampires or anything like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, man. Um, you know, like I tell you, I, I could I could talk Dallas forever, man, because I just think that was. You know, and it's the it was the premier, you know, prime time, you know, nighttime soap opera. Oh, I don't think I don't think we'll ever have a show that it, that is going to touch this. Yeah, I mean something and that it can. It's funny because when they came out with um with with Dynasty and stuff, they used to have parties over at Dallas when they would beat Dynasty in the ratings. Yes, and and I could never understand that because to me Dynasty was nothing like Dallas. Came across as fake. Like it came across as fake. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it you know, didn't. Like it, it was Carrington and, you know, and I said, no. And see, that's the same. The, the, the Blake Carrington married the secretary. Uh, what? <laughs> you know, I don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on Crystal. You know, I can't think of that woman's real name, but, uh, you know, but the thing is that, no, man, you, you're this rich all tycoon guy. You know, you're not gonna marry your secretary. You're not. You know, you're gonna have a thing. I, I think even Jr. And, and Sly got together one time and did the horizontal hula. One time, and that you know? that ruined Sly for me because it was like the one person that he was he had her doing all kinds of work for her, and she was like 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 you know like they were like friends like something like he even forgave her after she uh like she he really cared for her because she betrayed him and he said no. Nah. We're, we're, you're not going to quit. I'm going to take care of you, but I'm going to need you to do. And he had her do. And then when she said that she was emotionally drained and this and that, he was like, take some time off with pay. Like, he really took care of her. So when he hooked up with her, I was like, ugh. Well, but, but again, Pat, that's what I'm saying by it, by the show being on too long. Too long. Had it, had it, gone, had it gone on another season, he'd have ended up in bed with Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just, you know, it just, after, after, you just run out of ideals after, after so long. Yeah. And stuff, but I mean, it's like, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, I love Sly and, and, and Phyllis. You know, like I said, I, I just, all those secondary characters, man, um, you know, Vaughn Leal and, you know, Horace Mitchell, these are all just, just Dallas, you know, these were just Texas names. They had one hot girl, I forgot her name, but she was the one that was always with a bikini next to her pool. And JR at one point owned 20, 25% of her company. She was the one who set her up yeah. with Sue Ellen when when uh Oh God, that that was awesome. Holly Harwood. Yes. Holly Harwood was something else, man. And you see, and, and she didn't know anything either. It was her dad's company, and Jerry was pulling all the strings, you know, behind the scenes, and she had no idea. No. And then, but but when she figured out what was going on, she set him up. Yes. So Sue Ellen comes. Sue Ellen comes over to her house. Her and Jerry are in the bed. Yep. Swilling sees this. And boy, you know, the, the scene when Jr. goes back to her and he and he says, Just Holly, I 
I underestimated you. <laughs> yeah. And then he also gave her a warning. He said, I'm not going to forget when you pull out that gun on me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I don't know if it was the same scene or maybe later. Yeah, I think it was later. He says, uh, you know, Holly, because she was, she was, you know, she had the upper hand. Yes. But see, even when Gerald was defeated, he still wasn't defeated. That's what I liked about the character. He says, uh, Holly, listen, uh, this is like playing poker and you've won a hand. Mm -hmm. But if we don't resolve this, you're going to see a side of me that you're not going to like. In other words, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, she had it. She had him by the by the Kahuna's. You know, the the wife knows that they're sleeping. All the kind, but he's still letting her know. Yeah, even though, yeah, you you got you got the upper hand right now, but don't poke the bear. You know, be yeah, be be always just smooth it, but. You will see a side of me that you're not going to like. Because this guy, this guy was so ruthless. Like when you fail him, the way, remember the the police officer, the one that he had, uh, the the, the detective that he had on the payroll that was always bringing him information. Harry McSwain. Harry McSwain for many seasons was there. And when he got rid of him, he said, you fail me. Get out of here. You're done. Oh, yeah. He fired him. Because see, people like that, when they're when they're finished with their tools, they just destroy them. Yes. Look at all the people that work for look at all the people that work for Donald Trump. See, that's how, that's how it works at that level. That's why it's not that's why it's not good to get in bed with those people to, to begin with. Because if you remember, even Sly got fired in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're out of here. You're finished. You know, because remember, she I'm leaving you and all. He got pissed off. He let her go too. So yeah, when when those people are finished with their tools, they just destroy them. They destroy. So it's them. not you know that's why it's not good to. when he was in his prime And, and JR exemplified all of those things. 
He, he, he really did, man. So I just, I would put him, you know, in terms of TV characters, I, I would put him in my top ten. I, I don't know where you would rank him. Oh, I got him on top top three. Wow. Yeah. That, that's awesome. I, I thought it was that well of a him. that well of a character. And he took enough shots. He was he was very outspoken. Jimmy, hold on one moment. And uh everything that he did, I mean that little smile that he always gave gave every time he uh <laughs> he put somebody through the ringer. It wasn't easy. It, it wasn't easy. So yeah, I got him on my on my top three of villains and iconic TV TV characters because uh, it was crazy. I mean, and, and even and like you said, it was all business because even when they uh, in the beginning of the show, when you have something like this and even back then in America, it's not as divided as it is today politically or nothing. But even back then, they wanted to establish in a show that this wasn't about Republican or Democrats. And they had an early episode in which uh, I don't know who it was, but they were doing a fundraiser for a political candidate. It might have been Donna. Yeah. Somebody came and yeah. told Jr. They told him, I thought you got uh, uh, the last people that I would expect to see here because uh, I thought you guys were with the other party or something. And he said, darling, the Ewings are where the power goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which I is how rich people episode. really are. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. But I, I think that was the episode where maybe Cliff was running for something and then Pam goes into the office, you know, uh, crying to JR and Jock. Because they were supporting the other guy. Yeah, but you see, look, but but that can but that can apply to even you. Okay, say you get an opportunity to meet Bill Clinton, and you say, oh, "I met him. Nice to meet you, Mister. Okay, you know, but that's right. You know, nice to meet you, Mister President. You know, I'll go yeah. in for you." Uh-huh. Well, yeah, well, shit, so there's 68 million other people. Yeah. But if you meet him and say, Mr. President, I gave you your campaign, uh, how can I help you, Pat? <laughs> 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 Because that's, that's the way things work. So, so even at the local level, yeah. okay, you should give campaign money to the Republican side as well as the Democratic side. That's, that's, the, that's the way I do it, Jimmy. There's, Not yeah, money, but... When you, call, when you call that councilman's office, You, you, you know, I, I donate to his campaign. See, then they're going to listen to you. Yes. Uh, uh, you're just a blabbering idiot. But if, and, they, and they can find out that you donated one way or another. You know, but that's how, that's how you do it. See, see we, us citizens, we're the pawns in the game, man. Yeah. There is, see, there is no Democrat. There is no Republican. I told you, there are different wings on the same bird of prey. Yes. Like I told you, a Republican will thank your vote and think nothing of it. A Democrat has sent you a vote, but they give you a pillow as it's going down. The results are going to be the same. Same. You're still fucked to the up, you know? Same. And, 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 and we, don't, we don't understand that. We get, we get caught up in all this kind of bullshit. But Larry Hackman... It's like a magic trick. Larry Hackman was a... Uh, he was a Democrat, and he, uh, he donated... One of the last things that he did before he died, he donated $20,000 to the Democratic Party and made it on the news. And he was a big critic of... Uh, George Bush, a man that I spent his eight years that he was in power criticizing. And I still criticize wow. him. I still criticize. I think he's a war criminal. So him and the other one, the, the oh, absolutely. Liz uh <laughs> Liz Cheney's papa. Why don't we uh why don't we go in and, and um since we're impeaching presidents that are out of uh out of office, let's go and impeach uh uh Papa and uh and Uncle and Uncle Bush. They they're war criminals. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Time doesn't expire, right? But but you see, when, when, yeah, but when when Bush Senior, uh, what was it? 
Yeah, um, 43. When he, see, when, you see, when he got in office, see, that's a, that's a very intelligent man, too. Well, he was, he's passed on now. You see, he wanted, he was there for eight years as the Veep. So he wanted a one-man show when he got in office. Yep. Okay? That's why he went with Dan Quayle. You see, because he wanted a one-man show, and that's what he got. Now, his son... You know, he doesn't know any better. I'm, I'm going to get Dick Cheney. And Dick Cheney ended up having more power than George Bush. Than him. Yep. That man was, that man was, that's the man. He will definitely think you're bored and think nothing of it. No, that man you is, the, that man is the devil. If there's a definition of the, of, of, of the Antichrist on earth, that bastard yeah. is it. Oh, yeah. Dick Cheney used to work, uh, you know, uh, people at Halliburton. On the phone line. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, you know those phones, the, the pole line, the telephone pole. That's what he used to do. Yep. Okay. And his wife said, "You, you, you you're sadly mistaken. You think I'm going to be married to someone that does that for a living?" You know, so she hit him to the game at an early, and you know he got his shit together. You know, started getting into business and stuff. But yeah, that that guy. Oh, he, he, he is something else. Man. You remember when he, he shot? When, when he, when he, when I, I turned the news one time and they said a vice president shot a man on a hunting trip and whatnot. And he's like, he didn't even go to the hospital to visit the man. They want people to believe that that thing was a uh, an accident. I think he he got upset and he just decided he was going to blow that man's head off or something. But something in there didn't seem, because he didn't even go to the, uh, he didn't go to the hospital and visit the man. Like, I don't know, but yeah. if I shoot you by accident, I'm going to go visit you at the hospital and see if we can clear things out. Yeah, I, who knows, man? You I know, don't know, but... It's so crazy, but, but I, I tell you real quickly, when, when all of that happened, you know, I was, um, you know, I, 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 was, I, was, I was here in Austin, and um, I went to that office and, 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 and did an insurance exam on the secretary. The guy he shot was, uh, I think his name was Whittington. I think so. A lawyer. Supposed to, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I didn't follow the move that much. I was just trying to get my life together and stuff in New City and blah, blah, blah. And, so, anyway, I, I get there, and, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm here to see, you know, so-and-so, whatever her name is, I can't remember now. But, you know, that, that's me. Give me a couple of minutes. And I walk up to the office. The office looks like an episode of Mary Tyler. Uh, not Mary Tyler, but uh, Dick Van Dyke. The Dick Van Dyke show. All this old, yeah, all this old ass furniture, <laughs> you know, shag carpet. And so, you know, the, the desk was old and all this kind of shit. So anyway, we go into like the, the adjoining room. And she says, oh, I'm so sorry. I just been so crazy today with the, with the, 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 the shooting. I say shooting. She says, yeah, the, uh, the vice president uh, shot my boss. I'm like, the vice president, I said, what, what vice president? And, and Pat, this is word for it. I'm not making this up. What vice president? She says, of the United States. I say, of what? She says, of America. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I said, oh, oh, back up, back up. Because I had heard what Dick Cheney did. It was a hunting accident, okay? Yeah. And I said, wait, wait, wait a minute. Mr. Whittington is your buddy. And he's in the next room? He said, oh, yeah. The phones are going crazy because people are calling from all over the world wanting to interview the man. Mr. Wellington. You know, I'm like, well, yeah, they wanted to talk to him about what happened. He, you know, you know they, yeah, they, he's in the hospital, in the emergency room, yeah, well, getting plastic yeah, surgery. Oh, this is when he got out. Yeah, this is when he got out. Yeah, he, oh. he was there. He was, he was there at the, at the office. 
Oh, when you, you were know? doing the, the interview stuff, he was there. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So she called me in. I'm like, oh, my God. So I said, well, well, miss, you know, I don't want to go there and talk to your boss, but I want you to tell him to let him know that the guy that did your exam today is from New Orleans. He was in Hurricane Katrina. And I do not blame George Bush for what happened. It was a breakdown at the, at the city level, the state of Louisiana, and I guess the federal government. But I do not blame George Bush personally. You know, I said, I want you to go let him know that. I don't want to go in there and meet him. Yeah. You know, because the guy, he still, he still has the, you know, the, 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 from being shot in the face all of a <laughs> He probably got like, yeah. a, like 50 pellets. Yeah, exactly. And, and I know me, I would have gone in and started laughing. You know, <laughs> I said, but you, you just tell him that, you know, and it was just, it was just so funny how I'm always around this type of controversial shit. Like, of all the people, you know, to, to, to meet, you know, to go at the office that day, it was me, and the phones were just going crazy. And, then, and she had one of those old-time phones. You ever see those old-time phones where you, the, 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 it lights up? Yes. And you press a button? Yes, yes, Yeah, that's yes. what she had. Everything in that office was, was when that guy probably opened up that office in 1964. <laughs> I mean, it was so damn funny. It was so, well, you're conservative. You see, that, that's what yeah. conservative means, to conserve yeah. everything yeah. and stuff, man. But, but, buddy, yeah, man, it was, um, you know, it, it, it was something else. But, yeah, I, I didn't know Jill had, had given some money to the other side. I had, had no idea. Yeah, that was that was his uh that was his but uh, that's why when you said uh the one time that you went to the house and you said I haven't seen all those people uh what was it that you said when you went to the mansion to the to the, to the Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I, I'm out there, you know, all day cuz you know, I, it took me like I was in this long ass line. It took 4 hours to get to get your autographs, you know, get your picture taken with Ray and Lucy and and Sue Ellen and Bobby, you know, and wow. I give them credit, you know. You know, these are not young people, and they, they stood there all damn day just taking pictures with people. So, sure. you know, I finally make it up there, and and, and, and it, it's, it's me and maybe, you know, 10 other black people out there, which was just hysterical to me, you know, because there'd uh -huh. be thousands of people out there for this thing. And I get up there, I got my arm around Lucy, who already stands about 4 foot 11. Yes, she's, she's said, very small. I, I'm saying, I said, good Lord, I, I haven't seen this many happy white people since Donald Trump won the election. Lucy... Lucy literally shrunk another two inches. <laughs> oh God, don't say that. Yeah, because they're they're all uh they're all Democrats. <laughs> no, they're all they're all. Even Bobby's a little bit on the hippie side. He's like yeah, a corporate it, hippie. It was, it was just right there. I had I had to say something to get myself known. It was just so funny. So so the next night there, if you had if you had taken your picture. You could get it autographed because you couldn't get that same day because it was yeah. it was just taking too long. So sure. the next day, so sure enough, they all lined up. You know, Suella and Bobby, really, you know, they're signing it. And boy, when when Lucy looked up and saw me, she shook her head and signed it and just kept shaking her head. <laughs> I can imagine her going to cocktail parties. Girl, you you know, guess what this black guy said at the party? <laughs> Remember me, you know, from that. You know, and you know, she had a, a double on that show. Did you know that? A what? A double, a, a body double. On no, that. I never, I never knew that. No, I never. Yeah, knew. I'm going to find a picture on Facebook and send it to you. But uh, there, there was this young lady, you know, blonde hair, and uh -huh. she she 
she worked on the show as, as, as Lucy's uh, body double. And um, so her and I took, took a picture together and this stuff. And, no, I would have loved being there. You had that reunion. Because they were asking these silly, lame-ass questions at the reunion, you know. You know, you know, uh, you know, what was named the company Jock Yorn started? You know, goofy, you know, goofy stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, no, these, these are not questions they should be asking at a, at a reunion. You know, you know, you know, what was what was Jock Yorn's first wife's name? You know, and, you know, what was Pam Yorn's real father? Who was his real father? You know, which was you know, uh, Hush McKenna. You know, the, you know, n- nothing like that. Man. Yeah. So softball yeah, that's and right. I, that's right. Because Digger is not her real, her real daddy. But no. He yeah, raised them. Her, her and, um, yeah, her, her and Cliff Barnes, they're, they're half-siblings. Yes, they're half. Yeah, but, but you see, but that, that, that added to the storyline because now it turns out, well, she's not even a born, but her dad was an old damn no-good farmhand. That makes Jarrah hate her even more. You know what I'm saying? It's more fuel to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not even a born. You know, her damn daddy was a damn farmhand that we got, you know, ranch hand that they got, oh my God. You know, they tried to, they tried to say Jock killed a man, all this kind of stuff. It just, see, that's what I'm saying, Penny. Yeah, the, it was, the it was, trial of Jock was, Ewing. Yeah, but it was just such compelling TV. Oh, it was you incredible. Know, the, it was incredible. All storylines, you know, they, they just made so much sense that this stuff could really be plausible. You know, no, you this, this people can write. You know what it is? Jimmy, today they try to get so complicated, but at the same time they have that conflict where everything has to be done like a microwave, and you can yeah, you do you mix right. both, and it's always a disaster. That's why you don't have that great uh, television like we like we enjoy back then. Yeah, but it, but it was it, it was it was such the simplicity of it in the end. Look at a basic storyline. It's Romeo and Juliet in the yeah. beginning. It's the basics, you, 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 and then you add around them. You know, and, and, and but but it, but there's storylines that could be plausible, like like the time Ellie's brother showed up out of nowhere. Okay, and and he was supposed to get the ranch. Yes, I can't think of the character. I can't think of the guy's name. But he would. Re- my brother. I don't remember the brother because they they just basically like they like he just he really didn't show up to to get anything. He showed up to die. Yeah, but yeah, but my point is right. But my point is, but that could happen in real life. I think sure. Sure. Like I think it was sure. You know, so this guy shows up, and well, yeah, that, that's her brother, and and by you know by right, he's supposed to you know inherit South Fork, you know, ranch. That's that's his birthright. Yeah. So like say, he, he, he showed up to the. But I'm saying, but even that, they know, didn't that even do a. Uh, that was one mess up. They didn't even do a funeral for him or nothing. You never found out when he died or nothing. Well, yeah, but I think they kind of, you know, it was all taken care of in that one particular episode. You kind of knew, you know, what was going to happen to him or whatever and stuff, you know. But, yeah. but still, my point is that, that, see, that that's plausible. That's something that could happen. Sure. Now, you know, the, the, the chick from Three's company showing up one day saying that she's Jason's daughter. You know, like, what? And then, you know, Dak Ramble, he, he's the brother. Well, shit, you know, these are fairly young people. And the, and the U.S. had that much money, they would have showed up years ago. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what Jr. told Nobody. him. He said, Jr. said, you're pretty young to be the, to be his daughter. Years ago, is my point. Her yeah. and the brother, but in other words, you know, you, you find out you got a, a rich uncle in Venezuela. No, you ain't gonna wait no damn. No, no, you, you, you're gonna go. You know, yeah. You, 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 yeah. Even though they didn't get along, you still gonna let them know who you are. That girl was uh, 
That girl was Reggie Jackson's girlfriend. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I did not know. You mean the, 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 the baseball player? Mr. October. Yes. He was dating her? See, and see, that was a problem for me that I, you know, I saw her as the girl from Three's Company. That was my problem. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, and she, I, I, yeah. she shows signs like, I don't know, it's like she went throughout Arkansas on her knees getting on every single piece of dust that she could find. And then all of a sudden she gets to uh, South Fork. And she's out there talking like a pig farmer. And then Sue Ellen takes her under her wing. And she's already like some kind of corporate uh, diva where she starts dressing differently. And I don't know, at times she showed like brilliance, but I don't think she knew how to tap into that character. Well, no, no, but, but yeah, but you see, but, that, but that's something that you would see in a, in a regular soap opera. Yes. That's how regular soap operas are. The guy, the guy is, a, a, is a bum on the streets and all of a sudden he's a photographer. And next thing you know, he saves, he saves the guy that owns the building. And and now he's you know you, you know stupid ass shit like that you know that that that's soap opera shit daytime stuff but yeah this, but you're right she shows up she looks like a boy because Jerry says somebody coming up here you know looks like a man no it's a, you say oh it's a woman and that's what I'm saying is that you know if if if, if there was a really hurt uh, Jamie and um and a, and a Jack Ewing they wouldn't have showed up that way yeah you know? yeah they just did they would have, they'd have gone to the office. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm so and so's, uh, you know, son or whatever. You know, I just, you know, so you know, it, I didn't care for that particular storyline. But you know, she was on it. She married Cliff Bowen, all that kind of whole soap opera thing, and you know, he, he married her to get the control of the company, and all that kind of foolishness and stuff. But um, then he needed to divorce her. Yeah, they, they they just they just didn't fit mm. at, at at the end of the day. You know, especially back Rambo, he just had no, he had no um. No sense being on that show because he was married to April. Yeah, he looked like mm-hmm. the um, he looked like the um, the singer of Sugar Ray, the band. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, and I, and I was I used to watch All My Children, and when I saw that, I said, "Oh, that's oh, that's Steve Jacoby from All My Children." That was not, that was my problem. You know, I just I would see these people as, as from 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 their other shows or whatever, so I, I just couldn't get into them. Even when Erica Kane was on there. I couldn't, I said, no, that's not whatever name, that's Erica Kane, you know, so, but they were just grasping at straws at that point, even when they brought I Dream a Genie, um, Barbara Eaton on the show, you know, yes. and that, that, that particular storyline came to bite me in the ass years later, because I always thought it was, you know, I was a kid, you know, watching that stuff, and mm. I thought it was stupid that J.R. would remember having an affair with her, how could that be? Sure, yeah. But, yeah, 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 but you know, you know, I'm, you know, 19, 20 years old. I, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Guess what happened to me? Guess what, what happened to me? What? <laughs> I met a chick one time. I totally forgot that we smashed. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> so that came to bite me in the head because I just thought it was stupid. He didn't know who she was. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, and and I'm like. Yeah, that you know what? But see, if you live if you live long enough, you know nothing will surprise. And that happened to me, man. I met a chick, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, because I'm I'm 56 now. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, we, you, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot, man. I totally forgot. I was like, yeah. So that that could happen. You you could have a notch on your belt. You don't, you don't have any memory of don't, man. So don't happen like, to me, Jimmy, because I'm one of those men that doesn't go around messing around with women unless I'm married. I'm not. I'm not like that. Well, that's, 
Let's get back to the show, Jimmy. Let's get back to the show. But yeah, Jimmy, go going towards the um towards the very end of the show, we both agreed that uh, the show had already, no matter how special it was, we were always watching the show because of the nostalgia. But we knew right. that at some point, once it started getting to those late 80s and early 90s, which the show came to an end in 91, that it already had run its course. That's right. And like all good things, it had to come to an end. And then they brought it back on TNT. And I didn't. I'm sorry, but I watched scenes from it on a TNT. But I couldn't bring myself okay. to watch it. The only thing that I know about the show is that JR said uh, blood is thicker than water, but oil is thicker than both of them. Okay, what, what, but what did you think of the, the few episodes that you watched? What no, I didn't watch few episodes. I watched scenes okay. on YouTube from it. Oh, okay, okay. And it brought back the nostalgia, but it didn't have the fire that I'm used to. Like, even when Cliff Barn and JR were talking, and I don't know, it just didn't have the same feel to it. I don't know, I couldn't deal with it. Well, that's because they look, they, they look like Jock Ewan's grandfather, that's why. <laughs> no, I mean it had nothing to do with age. Everybody aged, but it was just you know, like like for me, it was like it's like I don't know, like it's like if Paul McCartney goes on stage with three uh three of those uh things that they do the holograms like they did for Tupac, and he starts yeah. playing the Beatles. That ain't the Beatles. Well, that's, what, that's my point. Though. No, 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 it's nothing against aging. It is what it is. And it's gonna be if you live long enough, everybody's gonna get to that stage. But I'm just saying that they. It had no thump because you're you're seeing them and you're thinking of Jr. from '78 and '80 and you know all that kind of stuff. Those yeah. years. And then you're seeing him with this guy like, oh my god, you, you, it's like you almost feel you know sorry for him. Yeah, uh, even I, Bobby, I, even Bobby put his arm around him in one of the scenes that I was watching, and he's like, "Let me take you back to that pond where we had that fishing and blah 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 blah." And it was like, man, yeah. that's Jr. Ewing, and you're taking him fishing into the pond. Oh, come on. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It, it, exactly. It, it, it just it humanized him, him and Clip-Ons in that, in, that, in that new show. Yeah. And that's why it, it, had, it had no it had no ump. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there, there was a storyline with with Jr.'s son. Mm-hmm. Uh, was was fighting with Bobby's son. Uh huh. John over Ross. The, oh, oh, yeah. Over the over the maid's daughter. Over the maid's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, no. I heard about that. Someone never be, you know, it's just, no, it's just, you know, in other words, they were doing this stuff for, I guess, for this new generation or whatever. So that's why I, yeah. I watched the first, you know, because I think I told you, I don't, I don't own TV, but I watched the first episode. It came on, you know, TNT. You know, you can watch, I went to the, the, the thing on YouTube or whatever, mm. I watched that episode. So, Jimmy, right now, like, right now, and I'm sorry that I got to pry into your personal life, but you don't own a television. Right. Is it like the art, the artist in you that doesn't allow you, like, like, you know, let's let's be honest. Even though you're not a famous artist, because I don't want you to start thinking that I'm trying to mess with you. But being a comedian and being somebody that's always out there looking for things, observations and life experiences. At least that's my wild guess on you. Is that the reason why you don't have a TV? No, what happened to me was um, in 2004. Jimmy, that's like 20 uh, years ago. I'll send you a TV. Yeah, yeah. But what, no, what happened was that when I moved from, um, we, we have parishes in Louisiana, uh, uh, not, uh, not counties. So I moved from I moved from Jefferson Parish to Orleans. And 
I had gotten the cable transferred, okay, but I was working on the struggle mansion house, the first house in New Orleans, uh-huh. and I just didn't have time for TV. And for some reason, because I was in Orleans Parish, it didn't, the transfer didn't go through properly. Mm-hmm. So I had a pair of rabbit ears. Okay. So I wasn't able to, you know, I was able to see local stuff. But I, but I was so busy, I was at the time working four jobs and working on a house, so I didn't have any time for TV. Okay? Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Right, and then so, yeah, by the time I, I got relocated to Austin and when I was at the hotel, the FEMA thing after Hurricane Katrina, sure. you know, I watched TV then. But then, you know, when I got the house right here in Austin, I started fixing it. I just, I just didn't have, there was so much going on in my life, trying to get reestablished from a new city and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I just I couldn't keep up with all those TV shows anymore. So oh, I would okay. read about the I would read about the Sopranos and the Wire mm-hmm. on 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 the computer. I would just mm-hmm. go to HBO.com and read the and read the uh, the recap or whatever. Uh-huh. And, and and then I just I said you know what I just you know the TV takes up so much of your time. Yeah, I I I really um this is the most TV that I've ever watched in my life during this pandemic. Um, Cause I'm usually a workaholic and I'm always working, but I discovered that that Me TV that channel, I'm obsessed with that channel. I just love it. It's like like you go from westerns to the Three Stooges to a horror movie from the oh, from the sixties and fifties. I'm like, what? But Pat, Pat, I'm trying to tell you, brother. On a Sunday, if I didn't have any appointment schedule, okay, with my paramedical business, I would I would get up around you know seven eight o'clock in the morning. And I turn on that Lifetime TV show, you know, that, that station. Uh-huh. And I call it How, How to Kill Your Husband Network. Yes. Yes. I, I, you know, <laughs> I watch one movie, and when that movie, it, it was, it, at the beginning of the movie, it would, it would read based on a true story, and then I was hooked. So I watched the one movie. And before you know it, another movie came on, and it was just, oh, my God. And when I looked up, it was... Six o'clock and strong medicine was on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my! I'm like, oh my God! This is taking up all my damn thing. I just, I would just get hooked because it was it's such a good network that nighttime network and like, you know, like so you know, with so much going on now, yeah, I, just, I haven't. You know, I don't have time. But I, I haven't had. Time, but, so. I haven't had cable in years. I wouldn't even know what's out there. Yeah, well, this was yeah, this was on cable, right? So I'm like, yeah. oh my God, so. And I would just get hooked on this stuff. I'm like, man. So I, you know, and, I would, and you know, there are times I miss. I, I hear about things, and so what I do, I YouTube everything. If someone yeah. says something that I, you know, should see, mm-hmm. I'll look at it that way. You know, but other than that, man, I not as Netflix. There, there's so many uh, avenues the, now. The I last show like, oh. that I watched religiously that I that I couldn't wait to get home years ago to watch was a show called Workaholics on the uh, Comedy Central. I think they're 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 stand up comedians and they work in an office and they're pretty much do anything but work. <laughs> but in real life, they're stand up comedians who who uh, do this show. Yeah, I'll find out the names and send you a link one of these days so you can uh, so you can uh, check it out and see if you recognize them from any of the tours that they have done over there. Jimmy, yeah, let's 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 uh. Like, man, man, when you go, when you go, take me for my walk, cause I got I got him out on a set routine. So, but buddy, listen, I want to thank you uh, for having me um, on this uh, deep dive. I mean, we really deep, went deep. Yeah, we we went two episodes yeah. of uh, Dallas. So, 
For the great Jimmy Tips, I am Pablo Rojo reminding you all that somewhere between good and evil, you can find me bringing you this Tales from the Abyss. Until the next one, may all of you have a blessed and safe week. Thank you very much for tuning in.